Good morning and welcome to episode 54 of my podcast, Speech Therapy Murmurings. It's Chris Wade, I'm a speech therapist. Um, last week or so, I've been doing a hell of a lot of interviews um, for, for Redbridge Local Authority. So we've currently got kind of open vacancies for band fives, sixes, um, and the head of therapies in mainstream schools and then um, band six positions in um, the mainstream, not mainstream, primary spe- um, specialist school and secondary specialist school, right where I started uh, 14 years ago, or coming up 14 years. Um, the candidates that have been coming through, so we're, 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 we're obviously interviewed, not obviously, we're interviewing for speech therapists and occupational therapists. And I've been absolutely blown away by by um, the vast majority of candidates. And I just think it's, we know competition's tight in terms of finding the right candidate. Um, I'm mindful, and the team's mindful, that we need to have a team up and running by September, or I'd say mid-August. However, we're still being incredibly picky because you've just got to get the right fit. If you don't get the right fit, the team could fall apart um, very easily. So we're starting from scratch. Um, we interviewed somebody that has um, kind of amazing, like 30 years plus experience yesterday. Um, and the amount of enthusiasm and creativity coming from this candidate, I was absolutely blown by because I'd, I mean, I, I, I've met a lot of clinicians that have been qualified for a, for a long time. And um, I've been really lucky that the ones that I've met um, are primarily. Um, Usually, actually, running their own, running their own businesses now, or running their own projects, um, and they've got to a position where they just, they've, they've kind of created their niche within speech therapy or within occupational therapy or psychology, and they're, um, they're just cracking on with it. And I, I mean, absolutely loving the way they've created um, their role. And then the candidate that we spoke to yesterday morning was was just like that. Uh, I shouldn't be blown away because we speak therapists and kind of clinicians in general are pretty special people of concern. Uh, we, we do this we do this for um, for love, not money. Um, and um, and it's just so clear with the vast majority of candidates that are coming through. So obviously well we're I keep saying obviously I do apologize. Um we're we're interviewing permanent and locum positions. So agency centers and kind of um, locums as well. And um, even, even the band fives that are coming through that we're interviewing, they're showing kind of real kind of prospect um, and kind of being able to explain how what they, they kind of, their career up to now has developed. And it's so true that, yes, your career is developing, I feel, from your first job. Uh, and I've gone through this before, the skills that you bring to other jobs. So some of these candidates are able to use their interview to say, yeah, I'm not qualified SLT yet, I'll be qualified soon, my ACPC is going through, etc. But these are the experiences I've had on placement roles, and these are the experiences I've had with family or with um, with other roles, and these are the skills I can bring across. Um, and I, I just, I love people that can interview strong and be able to use those types of skills. It's been also clear that with some, some with, well, with, with a couple of applicants that the prep for the interview has just not been there. Um, I think people that are interviewing via agencies um obviously the, the agencies are kind of sending out kind of every single applicant possible because they've got roles to fill um and as soon as they get candidates in they get paid um and agencies I mean, they're, they're, they're businesses and um you 
not so good agents, and some not so good agents. And I know that the kind of emails that are coming out from agencies at the moment, with regards to all these vacancies across the UK, um, that you can have to do it in person, you can do it online. The rate is probably two, two and a half times, maybe three times what it would have been 18 months ago. So you've got some agencies actually quoting up to £90 an hour for a speech therapist which works at Logan. When um, the highest I ever got was in Swansea, and that was 45 an hour, um, which was what, six years ago um, for a very small, kind of, I'd say quite a highly specialist project that we were doing. So the rate for locums has just shot up because the demand is so high and the supply is so low because of Brexit. And it is true, because of Brexit, because of COVID, less movement of therapists. Um, therapists are taking more kind of what I keep calling portfolio careers, where they've got uh, maybe a side business, uh, maybe even a wedding photographer, um, doing a bit of locum in here, finding a specialist school, a ministry school they love, and just doing that as well, and just creating these kind of working weeks that work for them and it's absolutely I love that like that that is me to a T like and how I've kind of created what I've done um so it, it's, it's great to see it but it does mean that some applicants coming through and they're they're clearly there because they think it's just going to be an easy walk through and they're going to get the job because they've been sent by an agency and, there's, and the demand is high and the supply is low um but I I'm super stringent and the team that I'm working with are, are equally so we're um, with some applicants, like, no, they're just not right. They're, they're either not right for the team or they just don't seem to care. Um, and this is a tiny, tiny percentage of applicants that we've um, interviewed. But it has to be said, somewhere out there, they just think that because they're qualified as on because they've turned up to the interview, they're just going to get in. And that's never cut it for me when I ran um, LST, but also now I'm working with this local authority. You've got to be good. You've got to be, you've got to, if you can't demonstrate clinical skills because of lack of experience and you need to demonstrate at least some kind of I feel some, a little bit of respect for the interview, interviewers um, and, and rather than being really blase and short answers and just kind of thinking you're going to walk it I've, I, when I interviewed for Redbridge in October last year it was one of the hardest interviews I've ever had um, it was these, the two guys um, who, who were part of this kind of commissioning team and, and they grilled me. They wanted to know everything about my experience and what skills I could bring, etc. Um, and it wasn't an easy interview. So I, I'd i expect the same for anybody that's applying. Obviously, the, the level of interview dif- differs dependent on whether you're applying for a five, six or seven rule in terms of banding. Um, but the, the, the way that you deliver your answers, I feel, shouldn't really change that much of it does change a bit of experience. And for someone to be quite blasé and quite, uh, quite I felt uh, like at the end of the interview, I was like, that was so disrespectful. That just uh, that didn't work for me. Um, so I think people just have to be really mindful that, yes, demand is high for speech therapists out there. Um, yes, supply is very low, but let's represent that profession. Um, and let's, I don't think it, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm annoyed by that tiny, tiny aspect of it, but super proud of the applicants that have come through. And um, there's real imposter syndrome interviewing someone who's got 30 plus years of experience and being like, so what are you going to bring to this role? Like, uh, you're going to bring everything to this role. Um, which is like, I, I, I just love it. I absolutely love it. So um, today I, I've got a four and a half hour drive. It 
one direction, do an assessment for an half hour drive back. Um, it's going to be a long, long day. Um, thankfully, I've not got the electric car today because that would add another three hours to the journey. Um, so I'm catching up on reports um, and slowly getting there. We've got a, a week booked away, um, not next week, the week after. So I'm like stoked about being able to get a week away. We're going down to Cornwall for a week um, with another with a, another family friends of ours. Um, so the kids are really looking forward to it. It's funny, my timeline, the same family just popped up and two years ago we were in Croatia together. What has happened to the last two years? It's crazy. Right, everyone take care um, and um, look after yourselves. Take care, again. <laughs> I don't know how to end the podcast. You've been listening to Chris Way, the Chris Speaks Therapist on Speaks Therapist. Bye.